Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our review of round 26 and preview of round 27. This episode is brought to you by the fantastic community of r slash fantasy MLS and the letters B, Y, and E, because this is the biggest bye week of the season and we have a special show all about it. I'm your host, Reed Conley of MLS Fantasy Boss, a.k.a. Dashdar on the Reddit forums, and I'm joined tonight by our usual panel of expert co-hosts. We have Simon, Jason, Jay, and Travis. What's up, guys? Hey. hey. Hello, friends. <laughs> How y'all doing? Uh, so, unfortunately, Guy couldn't join us tonight because he, uh, if you listened before, he had some crazy stuff go down at his... Uh, uh, apartment complex or wherever he lives at and they're doing some other stuff with that today some follow-ups and he's taking his kids out to try to lessen the shock so good luck with him with all of that unfortunately he can't be here to share his knowledge with us but we we wish him fun times with his family so let's just jump right into round the review of round 26 uh, how did your guys teams do this last round well, I did okay I've rose 46 ranks so I'm back up into the top 300 for the first time this year which is nice. Uh, I got 83 points, and my captain was Sasha Question. Very nice. So everyone except for Question, Robles, and Miazga on my team sucked. But they were enough. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Not so good for me. Uh, you know, I was hovering around the 400s. Now I've dropped to the 700s. I expect to be into the 1,000s soon. Uh, 55 points, really not acceptable given the number of double-digit scores out there. You know, I should have had Bradley Wright Phillips. That was the most obvious pick that wasn't on my roster. You know, I bet on Jones and Polster getting more points. Even when Chicago gives up goals, they tend to, they seem to have been doing really well. Um, I picked up Igbo instead of Akam, who stole the show. So, yeah, pretty much went wrong almost every way. Captain Geo, that was fun. Oh, gee, I got... 81 points, um, just dropped one spot from 109 to 110. And I'm just going to eat my crow before Reed has a chance to do it, but <laughs> I said that Robles and Brother Phillips were a trap, so I apologize to everybody that I said that, too, because I was going to switch Kamara to BWP and decided not to. But I captained Sasha, and I made a lot of other people captain him, so you're welcome. And, yeah, but Keen Villa, Dos Santos, Juvinko, Benny, they all laid an egg, which killed my team. And I finished with 81 points. Frenzies. Yeah, except from a very different way. I, uh, I, went, Mc <laughs> I went McCarty and Bradley Wright Phillips because, unfortunately, I couldn't afford Sasha. Uh, without taking like a minus 16. So Ouch. thankfully, I captained Bradley Wright Phillips, and thankfully, the, the Red Bulls decided to score some points on Sunday, save my ass. Um, I'm rank 85 now, so just kind of hanging on for dear life in the top 100 right now, even though I've got probably about 4 million less than everyone else in the top 100. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had a similar week to you, Travis. Yeah. I, I loaded up. I loaded up on uh, New York Red Bull players. I I was on the fence of question or uh, BWP, and I and I gave it to to uh, BWP at the end. So it. Uh, no, wait a minute. Uh, so I'm looking at my team right now, and apparently my captain didn't save, and I apparently captain Via. So that's that's oh. really crappy. Uh, huh. Well, and, and yet you still beat me in head-to-head, -head, you jerk. <laughs> I did. I got 84, got 84 points. Uh, New York did come through at the end. My biggest disappointment was Maidana with, with his red card and big fat goose egg there. And very disappointed in L.A. I wanted to try to watch that game but didn't have Moss, so I, I didn't get a chance to see it. I'm really happy with that result. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. I just want to touch real quick, though. Several people ha had indicated, and I've seen some talk about this on various forums, that uh, of of the two double game weeks, that round 26 got downplayed a lot uh, compared to the potential of round 25. And now that the dust has settled, I just want to see what you guys take away from these two double game weeks. Did they end up like you thought they would? Um, what what just what's your reaction? Well, they didn't definitely didn't turn out quite like I thought they would. I mean. 
everyone expected New York to, to score some points, and they did. So that was kind of par for the course. Um, seeing four Dynamo on the Dream Team was a bit of a shock, <laughs> especially three of them being defenders. Uh, I don't think anyone was expecting them to shut out Vancouver, uh, even at home. But uh, thankfully, Vancouver decided to play a lot of B players and also beat themselves. So those two red cards were pretty nice. Uh, but all of the 11 players on the Dream Team, double game week players. Yeah, uh, I think I took away that no matter how much we downplay the double game weeks, it's always generally better to just take the double game week players when there's any sort of doubt, especially this uh, round 26, you know, showed that it's probably better to, to just go with the double game week players because they all performed pretty well. Yeah, for me, the, the only thing that screams is a doubt to me is you can't really, you're not gonna, you don't know who's going to get a clean sheet. You don't know who's going to score. I mean, if you look at the Dream Team, uh, question's a pretty obvious pick. Sam, Wright, Phillips, and Robles are the, you know, the four New York players, but you know, who, who expected Sanchez to pull out 21 points? Or a con, maybe, is up there. But you know, Stevens, I don't even know who the fuck that is. You know? so, or who expected seven San Jose players to be in the Dream Team in round 25? I did. <laughs> no. I did. No, no, they're, they're on kind of a tear. Yeah, I yeah, and that was for me was San Jose. Um, I had uh, Malia in, in goal, and I picked Francis up just as a punt, and I really wanted to get Bingham, but I just didn't have the balls to do it, and I regret it 100% because San, it's funny, San Jose was in great form in the beginning of the season, and then they just dropped it, and now they're starting to get hot again. So, But obviously, you know, like you guys said earlier, all New York players, everyone was keen on, um, but um, yeah, but he, he plays for LA. All right, buddy. All right, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Andy Lady Goose Egg. Yeah, I I still feel like twenty five was the better of the double game weeks, uh, and a lot of it was because of just the shocker that that San Jose put up and and how well LA also laid it out. Um, this this past one in 26, we were all just praying for New York to do better by the end of it. Uh, the Houston was definitely a big a big shocker for me. I, I'm glad it did well. Several of those guys I saw as differential picks, and so happy to see Davis do well. Um, I wish some of their defenders were a little bit less pricey. That would have been nice. Um, but I I still feel like 25 was was the one to really to really go for. And then finally, since you, you jumped the gun a little bit on this, Jason, but any any regrets that you guys have about the picks that you'd like to eat crow about or just rub some stuff in of what you were right about? That's why I said it earlier because I read before and I knew that my name was first on this one. So I <laughs> – um, obviously that. But um, for me, I mean, I know a lot of people got Sasha, but just the captain Sasha over the other options, I was just really looking at, you know, his his past games before this double game week – and I mean, I think he had was it triple? Um, yeah, eight, eight, four, twelve, nine, six, four, eleven. So you know he's been in form, and you know getting ten and eleven points, captaining him, getting forty-two points off that. That saved my ass this week. Yeah, I guess my biggest regret, uh, you kind of already mentioned too, was uh, I think I had the option to go Bingham or Melia, and I was like, well. Kansas City's been doing really well on defense. I'm going to pick up Melia. Oh yeah, they lose five to zero at home against San Jose. <laughs> yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah, that was my biggest regret. Yeah, I don't really have any regrets. I think the question captain was good. I think Jason convinced me to do that. So yeah. It's like the fourth man. week in a row, isn't it? No, that you've convinced me of my captain. No, I think one of them I went against the grain and got it wrong. Oh, gotcha. So I've just decided to listen <laughs> to you. So, yeah. I just want to say that that Jay and I exchanged some text messages at the start of this game week, and he was trying to, to rub in about an Irwin pick for, for goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and my my faith in Robles came through it did. at the end because DC is awful at scoring 
on the road, so uh, that that held up. Yeah, we, we exchanged a few text messages about about Clint Irwin, and uh, yeah. and I I gave some back <laughs> as well at the end of the week. So after the, yeah, nice. after the game, fun. I get like four texts from Reed at like eleven thirty at night, just like Robles smiley face, and I'm just like, f you, man. But it was a fun. It was a fun little double game week. So it's nice to have this big series of buys to sort of decompress some, and we have a lot of time to think about what's going on. Uh, but before we get into a few questions within the meat of tonight's episode, I'm going to go over some housekeeping. There's a couple of big announcements. First one, if you don't know by now, do you have un- we have unlimited transfers for this round, and that's just due to so many teams being on a bye week. There's Half of the teams in the league are not playing this round, so have fun, make some trades, make your team, save them, go back, change it again. You're not going to get penalized, so use those. Can I I add a caveat to that? Sure. Uh, Okay, so uh, I did that uh, in the last unlimited transfer window. I changed my team probably four times, just completely. Um, One thing to note is they do tally up all of your transfers, including the transfers in the unlimited transfer window. And that is a tiebreaker. Ah. So just bear that in mind. You're not going to get penalized points-wise, but if you wind up tying someone and you made 150 transfers during this transfer window, you're probably not going to win the tiebreaker. That's a good point. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel, I feel like that's kind of a raw deal. Well, it's all in the rules, but uh, I didn't even think about it until after I'd done the deed, so I'm not going to do that again. <laughs> well, for those of you not concerned about a silly tiebreaker, have fun with it and make some transfers and just test some stuff out. Transfer three more people and just do it. Yeah. Just do it right there. Uh, the second big news is another reason why we have these, or maybe the main reason we have this big bye week, is because national team call-ups are going out. If you guys want to see a list of, a running list of all the players who have been called up from MLS, there's, there's a good chunk of them. We kind of know the usual suspects, so I won't go through it right now. But MLSsoccer.com has a, an article that has a running list. There's a link to that on the r slash fantasy MLS Reddit page. And then also if you find this post on Reddit or at MLS Fantasy Boss, wherever you're listening to right now, there will be a link in that post to the article so you can see a running list. Most of them should be marked by now in the game, so there'll be a big red, bold highlight around the, the player's name, but just, just so you know, you can go check them out right there. And then finally, games kick off on September 5th at 7.30, so make sure you get everything locked in by then, and that is a Saturday. So no viernes de football. Exactly. Exactly. So the big news that we have for, or the big focus that we have for this show is that it's all going to be about the wild card. Everybody's shown up. They've got some initial wild cards. I'm not going to, it's still early in the week, so I'm not going to hold anybody to these teams. So we've got some abbreviated questions because a lot of them I hope everyone's going to be covering when we're going over our various teams. But we still got a few that we're going to talk about, and I think they could be for some good segues into into our wildcard teams. But the first one comes from Rolling Carry. Rolling Carry, I'm just letting any of you guys jump in and answer this. And he wants to know, what's y'all's thoughts, and I appreciate that y'all in there being from Kentucky, what's y'all's thoughts on fielding less, and I actually want to go with fewer, fewer <laughs> than 11 <laughs> players this week? Dum, 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 dum. Don't do it. Always fill with 11 players. There's ways to make your team where I, right now I'm, I, I can, I'm fielding 11 players and have two other players that are, are off this week that are playing next week and still have enough money to transfer in Benny and Keane. There's ways around it. You always want to field 11, always. I think the spirit of this question is really he's, he's kind of throwing off this this round that's not going to be a whole lot, and he's trying to grab some of those players to get him prepped for the next round that he can make fewer transfers for that. So I think that's the spirit, but I think everybody's right that you you got to play. There's there's some good teams that are playing this round that don't have a bye that are in anytime soon and even has some double game weeks coming up. So I, I think it's doable, and I'm hoping that the wild cards coming up will show you that. Yeah, and given that the big... Yeah, you... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, I just you have to plan well. You can really do it. You just have to think kind of hard. You, yeah, 
You can definitely do it. Do not start less than 11 players. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and given the big money players are mostly unavailable at this yeah. point, so there's a lot of ways. I think you know. I think we'll see a lot of variety, and there's going to be a lot of ways to squeak a, a little bit cheaper team and save a few million in the bank for, for being prepared for the next week. So that's what I would focus on. Yeah. Our next question comes from Rubrics, and he says, and this is the big news, too, that's just kind of come down. Uh, Geo is ruled out for this next week, and so are there any players that we're considering to fill that big, gaping Geo-shaped hole in our lives? Not me. I'm putting the money into players that I'm planning on selling, like Lee Wynn. He's a good pickup for this week. That you know, I think he may be overpriced in the long run, but I'd rather put my money somewhere and then you know, burn a minus four if I need to, or just make a trade next week. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm agree with that. I mean, I think you drop him now. He may not even come back next week. We, they said it was just an abductor strain, I think, and most people think, oh, he'll just be out for one week. But I think Oba had that same problem, and he was out for six. So don't don't tie up that much money with just leaving him on your bench or, or anybody that's going to be out because you never know. They... Unfortunate things happen. You could get hurt during an international game, or, or you never know. And then, and then you're just left with you got left with someone you got to transfer out anyway. Exactly. That's way too much money. A lot of people are even talking about stashing Benny this week. That's you know 11 mil sitting on your bench, just sitting there when you could invest it into any other position. So it's I think it's dumb to stash that or even potentially. I mean, Bradley could even be a good pickup. He's on set pieces and all PKs. There you go. Then our last question comes from Xenathos, and he wants to know about our thoughts of having cheap backups so late in the season. He's specifically talking about keepers. Like, he's been really impressed with Blake, who's been coming on as of late with Philadelphia. So what do you guys think? Any thoughts? We've talked about this on and off throughout the season about backups. Have your thoughts changed so late to start really trying to work those guys in? Not really. There's only five rounds to the next wild card. I'm just looking at the next five weeks, and I'm not really, especially for a keeper, I'm just picking a keeper who's going to play all five weeks. So. Yeah, I actually have two keepers that I'm bringing in, but I'm not bringing Blake in. I'm just looking at the rotation that I can do because I have the funds for it and still field an awesome team. Um, yeah, I don't really think you need to worry about Blake as a backup keeper. And I still feel the same that I have all season, and it's just no bench or maybe one guy on a bench just in case and just go balls to the wall with your starting 11. So that's all that we really have for questions for this round, uh, for this round, for this show. We're going to go right now into our wildcard teams. Like I said, it's just something special. We're going to go over our picks. Everyone's going to give you just some initial thoughts on what they have right now in their team and just sort of what they're planning on doing, just what's running through their head, general strategies that they're going forward with for this round and to help prep them for that. So without any further talking, you want to kick this off, Jason? Sure. So my, my general strategy with buying players is usually based on stats of some sort. Um, I have been working on a ranking system for a while that I haven't fully tested, but um, it does take into account injuries against your you know the opponent's team and players that aren't available. So the last time I run it was I run it I ran it was before all these uh, statuses got updated on the uh, fantasy site. So I'm expecting the numbers to change of what I base this on, but some of it mostly it's going to be the same. I mean, it's basically telling you know tell me to buy San Jose and buy New England, and so that's kind of what where I started with. So. Um, for a keeper, I'm throwing in Bingham. Like, honestly, San Jose's, San Jose's got a great schedule, and four clean sheets with wins in a row, I mean, that's pretty awesome. So uh, Bingham, goalkeeper, and then my back line is Bernardez, Tierney, uh, Andrew Farrell, and Francis. Uh, midfield, the one pick I'm not sure about right now is Barrios from FC Dallas. I like their matchup against Columbus. I think Columbus has hit the hardest out of all of the teams, so... He's got the best form in Dallas right now, and then I, they have, you know, issues with like, you know, Akadeli. Like all the other players I'm interested in are pretty much out. So I'm, I'm not sure about that guy. Um, Freeberg, Salinas, Win. That's the rest of my midfield, and then Davies and Martin's up top. I'm not super sure about Davies, but that's pretty much my 11. Martin's probably going to keep for a while. Win, 
is just dumping a bunch of money in a player who I think will have a good week, but I'll probably use that money elsewhere next week. Um, the San Jose defenders are a little expensive, or Bernardes, so I'll probably drop him as well coming up soon, but that's where I'm at. So uh, what you're you're going with a a four four two is that what yeah. you were going with? Yeah. Very nice. Did you uh, so you're thinking this is going to be a good round for defenders then? I know they've had some rough times recently. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I I haven't really thought about it too much that way. But I do. One thing I am worried about is that I have too much money in the back line, so I'm definitely going to have to move at least one of those players out. Probably Andrew Farrell and Bernardes within two weeks. But. Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a good week for defenders, I guess. Yeah. Solid. Sounds solid. Going to bank on your hometown team there. I'm trying to tell myself it's not an emotional decision, but... <laughs> but we'll see how many the rest of us have, have New England players. You know, a home game against... Uh, the, that did not come out right. A home game against <laughs> Orlando with Laren Saren and Kaka gone. Yeah. Could Sounds be worse. Like a good Dr. Seuss run. Yeah, which means right. they're going to lose 3-0. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm bracing myself. Yeah. They're going to launch me right out of the top 1,000 for sure. MLS. Positive thoughts. Positive MLS. thoughts. Yeah. Look at feel good. Look at feel good. Look at feel good. So, so talking about not looking good or feeling good, uh, my <laughs> team, uh, I'm going with, right now I've got Bush and Melia in the, in the goalkeeper spots uh, to rotate for the double game weeks uh, because the as far as double game weeks go, the goalkeepers are the most locked in for getting 180 minutes, uh, even with Montreal's back-to-back double games. Right. That is point to point out. There, there's no triple game week for Montreal's. That's, that's not something... Right. I updated it with, with the fantasy boss chart because that's what MLS... Uh, the fantasy website had, but that's really not how it's going to pan out, so that will be changed soon. No, but they still have seven games in three weeks. Right. Four weeks. But uh, uh, for my back line, I'm still going to try to keep it cheap back there just because I don't have the funds. Uh, I'm running behind everyone else. So I so far I've got Francis from San Jose, Toya from Montreal, Paul from New England, and Burling. Uh, hoping that he retains a spot in the in the roster, and then a couple of scrubs. Uh, so I'm trying to do what I can to maximize the double game weeks in the upcoming weeks uh, from here. Uh, midfield, I also picked up Salinas. Win. Uh, I've got Finley right now. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to keep him, but he's there. Uh, and then Bradley and Caldwell. Um, so just a little bit from everybody that's got double game weeks coming up. And then um, for forwards, I've got Aduro. Um, and then I'm not sure between Wando or Martins and then Ameriqua. I like that uh, Aduro pick. I think that could be a very nice sleeper. Yeah, he's cheap, and I need cheap. So I was gonna say too, um, with your Burling pick, if I think he's four point eight, if you do need someone that's a locked in starter, you've got Angelina from New York City FC, who is on the same schedule as Colorado. I think they have a yeah. bye week. I don't think they have a bye week the, the very first week, but I think it's the second week, and he's a locked in starter. So in case if you don't want to roll the dice on that, you got Angelino. Plus, I love Angelino. Of course, he's not <laughs> playing in round twenty seven though. Well, yeah, but neither is uh, neither is neither is Burling. Burling. Yeah, yeah, he's he's actually not a bad shout. I I may pick him up. You can pick uh, me later, Travis. I don't like either one of those defenses, but uh, yeah, but New York City. You might you might get some some points. Yeah, and then the only other thing I would say is uh, I'm gonna have one eye on Geo and his injury because uh, if he does come back healthy by game week 29, he's playing in. Uh, Yankee Stadium again, and uh, that usually goes pretty well for him. He did all right last time, I think. Yeah, he did okay. I think he had, what, three goals? <laughs> three goals and two assists, I think it was. It was a lot, a lot of points. Yeah. So this seems like a good time to bring up this point. You mentioned you were considering 
running Wando or Martins, and then that gives you the option of maybe having Wando and Quincy. So I saw I saw some people asking, who would you pick over the other? But you're actually going to try to go with both. I may, I may. Yeah, it's. Wow. Uh, I figure San Jose have a really good schedule, and if I can kind of shotgun it, I might be able to hit one of the guys that that just goes off. And right now, I can't really tell who it is. So, who would you guys pick though, Qu- uh, Quincy or Wando? If you could just get one. If I could get one without consideration of cost, it would be it would be Wando. Exactly, but America was so much cheaper. It's. And 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 I was talking to some people in the chat today that we were discussing this exact question, and a lot of people were saying that Wando is playing more of a center attacking role, where Quincy's playing more of a striker. But if MPG comes back, then that could switch to a four four two again. Or I mean, so I think that also factors into it because a lot of people don't really haven't talked about MPG because he hasn't played um, from injury. So if he comes back, that could shift the players around. That's true. It could shift him. But the thing about Quincy is, too, he's he's so, not just that he's so cheap, but he's been performing so well. But He's had two games since he's come to San Jose where he hasn't either scored or earned an assist. Is that what, is that what it is right now, I believe? I think so. so. He's, he's yeah. really clicking with, with his group. And so I, I don't think we're going to see him coming out of the game. I, I think maybe... Uh, other people would come up before them, but yeah, there, there's been a shift of of Wando's position since MPG's been been gone, and that has been noted in a lot of the conversations going on online, and that's that's helped him. So I don't know, we we may see a bit of a, a bit of hesitation to bring MPG back because they're they're working it right now. So, yeah. so do you want to hear a weird Quincy Maraqua fact? Always, um, since he's joined San Jose. He has yet to score at Avaya Stadium. <laughs> All of well. his goals have been away. He has four goals away. So he's due. Two at StubHub, <laughs> one in Vancouver, and one in Houston. And but they also have the uh, the best home defense. So I mean, if you're if you're keeping clean sheets, and I guess you don't really need those goals at home. Yeah. Well. Yeah. But he doesn't <laughs> get any points for those clean sheets either. <laughs> That's and true. Isn't, isn't overall? Isn't Bingham a rookie this year? That I don't know. Or last year? I think he's I, I think he's fairly relatively new. But he's a lot more expensive than I remember him a few weeks back. He's he's been here for this is his fourth year. Okay, just kidding. I made that up. I'm a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was I think he was more of a I don't think he played any last year. I think he was a bit of a backup. He's this is the most play time he's had. Um gotcha. but but he's, he's really come through for them. And then just in case anybody's wondering about San Jose's schedule, they, of course, this week have Philadelphia at home. And next week they're playing Seattle at home, who's not been doing fantastic in general. Sorry, Simon. Uh, and that's followed by a double game week with home to Montreal, then away to New York City, then a, then a home game against RSL, and then another home game against Vancouver. So they've got all five home games... Six of their last four. eight. Yeah, I it's, love it. it's ridiculous. They've just been it. packing it in. So it's it's definitely with with their defensive form. Um, my chart has them more in the middle as far as difficulty goes. With their defensive form, I, I don't account for those things. They're they're very tempting. Definitely very tempting. A good lineup to say the least. It's time for my team. Okay. Um. So in goal, I got Bingham. Um. And then in defense. I'm going with Francis from San Jose, Hall from New England, and Fisher from Seattle. Um, in midfield, Lee Wynn, who's going to be my captain, I think. And then Finlay, Salinas, and maybe Bradley. That's who I've got right now, but I don't really want to have him because that means you have to transfer him out next week because he's going to go for that second international game. But I feel like all the options kind of suck at midfield. I kind of like Rowe, but I don't know. I've been struggling with that one. And then at forward, Martins, Iguain, and Wondolowski. So um, mm. and I guess relevant bench players would be Burling and Irwin, who I would like to play next week. Uh, yeah. 
Nice. And that's something we haven't talked about yet. We've mentioned a couple of our, our bench players, but do any of you other guys have some of those people waiting in the wings, especially with Colorado, that, that you hope to rotate in? Uh, you had mentioned also Burling Travis, but... Yeah, that's the only one for me. Right now. Well, I, I, was looking, I was looking at that, and I... It's it's definitely the cheaper ones. If you are keeping someone on your bench, I think it has to be like a keeper is an easy one to do, but someone like a Burling who's cheap, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to have someone like Geo or, or Keen down there. It's just too much money. Yeah, I have Igbo on my bench right now, but I'm probably yeah. going to change that. I'm not sure. I really like that uh, Higuain pick since Kamara's gone. He is the, the natural one to go to, and he's been coming on in form a bit as, as of late. He was kind of quiet at the start of the season. Yeah, and I yep. kind of, my captain choices between Higuain and Win. I mean, I think it's probably still going to stay Win, but, you know, if uh, Kamara's gone, has Kamara been taking the penalties, right? Am I just... No, Higuain, Higuain is still on PK oh, duty. he's still on PK duty? Oh, okay, well, then I guess that's not that big of a factor. Uh, and Dallas has an awful road record right now, so... Yeah. Yeah, and... The players that Dallas is missing, God, they're just destroyed by international duty. Well, yeah, but so is Colorado. Colorado's losing eight of their starters, I think. Colorado is? That's crazy. I'm sorry, Columbus. Columbus? Not Colorado. Yeah, Columbus. Yeah, they have, yeah they, they're losing. Yeah, Trap. Trap, Kamara. Miram, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, mean yeah. I worry the most about Trap for Columbus. The rest of them, honestly, you, they've got, like, good replacements in the wing, but their performance without Trap is so much worse, if you look at the stats. <laughs> yeah. So much worse. Will Trap is the best, most important player in MLS. There, I said it. <laughs> well, it might be, Higuain might be the best. <laughs> Higuain might be best looked at as a nice little punt for this round, considering... Uh, both teams are going to have some international absences, and it does give a bit more credit to to going with someone like Wynn as a captain who has a mostly together team. Still, I don't think you didn't get I hit. No, Jones you guys didn't hit too hard. Yeah, it's just Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Then uh, Darius Barnes is out with an injury. So, but yeah, you guys are pretty solid. Here's a chance for you to come back. Late season rally. <laughs> yeah, in my team, uh, I have uh, Bush and. Is it Melia or Malia? I always I always butcher names, but Bush and Malia uh, in goal, so they'll rotate very nicely. I have Toya, Tierney, and Francis from San Jose with Angelino sitting on the bench for next week with P and Lee. Um, my four point of scrubs. Then I got Finlay, Wynn, Bradley, and Salinas with Duty and Steinberger. And then up top, I have Quincy, Iguain, and Martins, who I'll be captaining Martins this coming week. I also have 5.8 in the bank, which I will be taking out Finley and Iguain for Keen and Benny Failhaber. So I'm set up, mm -hmm. I think, very nicely. So you're really hoping to take advantage of that double San Jose away game. Exactly. Portland and Orlando. I could see those being pretty winnable. For them, exactly. and you just think LA is gonna mess up Montreal, eh? Well, I, I honestly, <laughs> I mean, Keen is just one of those players that, in my opinion, especially now, is a must-have. And having Martins and Keen up top, it's reminiscent of the end of last season. You know that everyone had Keen and Martins up top, and they did very well. And I'm also looking at we have what seven more games? Is that correct? Something like so, that, yeah, 34 yeah. weeks. And there's such a tight playoff push in the West especially. So I'm, I'm just looking at the teams that are on the bubble right there that I think are going to have to be playing much, much harder, like a Seattle. I mean, you know, Seattle, RSL, uh, Houston, San Jose, there's all these teams that are right on the bubble that I think are going to have to you know, push and push and push and play lights out, so I'm going to pick those players and hopefully uh, pan out for me. Very nice. So I've noticed so far, and even looking at my team, I, I know I, I don't fall into this category. It looks like you're the only one, Jason, that has a four-man back line that's running that 4-4-2. Everyone else is going with three men up top. 
Do we do we really think? I think it's I think it's worth considering. At the beginning of the season, defenses really did did hold strong. Uh, do we think there could be some rest going on here? We're maybe switching to that, that four four two, or dare I say, a five four one or something. Um, how much faith do you, are you all putting in defenses? Well, it seems like not a lot, but did, have you guys thought about that? I don't normally think about it too much anyway. It, those are just the players that popped out as far as, mm-hmm. you know, upcoming fixtures and form. So, you know, and at least two of them are already, you know, their tickets are already bought to get the hell out of my team, so. <laughs> yeah, I usually try to keep... Is that going to make it harder for round 28? Is it is it easier to clear out those guys than it is to others? Or if you just have three or have four already there, you don't have to worry about it. That's, that's what I have. I mean, I, I have my, my four players that I'm probably going to keep for the next five game weeks, to be honest with you. Um, I, I don't understand the big... Um, most of you guys have Hall in your team, um, but I see Alston still has... I mean, he's played some minutes this year. Woodbury's still available as well. Um, but, I mean, Tierney has just been probably quietly one of the best left backs, if not the best left back in MLS this entire season. Um, but I'd agree with that. Yeah, and it's for me. I usually try to have one solid defender that I know, you know, maybe a little. I wouldn't say more expensive, but kind of in that mid-range bracket. And I think seven point three is kind of getting up there. But then I have Toya at five, Angelino at four point eight, and Francis at five point three. I mean, that's not that much money invested in my back line, but they're still all solid starters, and they're all going to play. So I'm happy with my three-man back. If I need to have that extra sub to make it a four-man back, but I think that, like I said before, so many teams are going to be all-out attack. I mean, look at all the transfers that have come in. Most of them have been attacking mids or forwards. People aren't investing in in their defense. MLS isn't known for their defense. It's known for more of an offensive standpoint. That's how That's how I think it's going to end is a lot more offensive firepower. Yeah, for sure. Very nice. Well, I guess I'll round it out and, and talk about my team. I've gone heavy San Jose for for this round because I, I like what I've seen and as I mentioned before I like the upcoming schedule so I could see these players being people that I stick, stick with for a while so I've got Bingham in my goal I have no I still have Ford I think he's one of the three players that have been on my team for the entire year along with P and Rodriguez so they're cheap bench warmers right there uh, down in defense I have Francis who's, who's a nice little budget player also going with Toya um, don't really know how that matchup is going to work with, with Chicago since they've seemed to f- have found some of their, their attacking oomph, but they are missing a bunch of guys, so um, they could they could not have anything. So Toy is a nice little little punt, and he has a bunch of double game weeks coming up, but could see some rotation, but he's so cheap that I, I feel like 5.0 is good for him. And I went back and forth with Tierney and Hall myself. Uh, I have currently have settled on Tierney because I, I do love his attacking power, and Orlando is just so weakened right now. I, I think he, he might be able to get some good points more than the possible clean sheet. I just keep thinking back to, I think it was when New England played New York City in maybe one of their first games that they had, that Tierney had more crosses into the box than all of the other players combined. And I was just like, this guy, He's he's been impressing me for two seasons now. So I, I think he is a great pickup. He's the most expensive player I have there right now at 7.3. But uh, there's a lot of money to play around with right now. And then I have Hoberry on the bench. So, Your boy. Um, he, he played for 90 last round. I, I almost put him in that last round, but I'm glad I didn't since since they didn't keep the clean sheets. Uh, he, I guess I should say he played one of the games. So I, I've got him there in my bench to help me with a little bit of prep for the next round and see, because he's, he's cheap. He was he was great with CBIs before he got injured, and he's 4.4. He's he's practically one of the cheapest defenders anyway, and he's pr- I think he's going to play, so he's back in my lineup. Still a little unsure about my midfield. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit better about it since it's lined up with several of what you guys were saying. I have uh, Silneas, and I've got uh, Wynn, and I've got Finlay as well. Not sure about my fourth one. I am running a 3-4-3 right now. Um, 
I've been looking at the Chicago players, and I just can't decide on if I want to roll the dice with one of them or go with a Bradley or or somebody else. So it's it's um, it's in limbo right right now. So I don't know. Some some a Chicago player is is who I keep going back and forth with, but I don't know it's it's kind of hard. Let me ask uh, let me ask you this. Why? Okay, so Geo's Geo's out this week, correct? It looks like it, yes. Okay. And Altidore's out and international yes. duty. So that leaves Bradley on all set pieces, PKs and everything. At 10.8, I think that's a fantastic investment to fill that midfield spot. I mean, does, it, doesn't it make sense? I'm surprised that more more people don't have Bradley in their lineup. Or am I just being just talking out of my ass? Well, I think people are thinking ahead with, with the other international game, having that be a trade they're going to have to make. Or they could always sit him, but is, is he the one you want to keep? Um, if, if, if he misses that game, is how quickly will Gio come back? Is, is Bradley going to be a guy who's going to get some points? He was on the Dream Team, what, in round 25, I believe? Yeah. So he's definitely capable of it, but uh, I, I still have some hesitations for how Toronto plays with all of their big men. In, on the field, and I don't, I don't know if Bradley's always the one that goes to. But I can, I can definitely see the the reasons for going with him this round, and he's definitely in my rotation. I was, I was just flirting with some punts that that could come about, and with Montreal, Montreal's kind of hurting as well with some international call-ups and some injuries in particular, and lots of stuff. So, um, I don't know. I guess I was just hoping that Chicago might have something to do especially since they shattered some of my hopes last week with with a, a good game. Good, well, well played, well played. Uh, and up top right now, I have Martins, Higuain, and Ameriqua. I, th- I think I would have enough to go with Wando, uh, but I really am tempted by Travis's idea of going of going both. I would have to drop one of my other San Jose players. But Ameriqua gets, gets the tip from me just because of his price, and I do like his production. I think he's a great value right there. Um, get him both. Get him both. And then I guess the the fun thing I have on my bench as forward is I've got Baji still uh, yep. in my lineup. He just got recalled from loan for uh, Colorado, and he did play about 30 minutes during game week 26. So he's 4.4. He scored uh, only one goal in the past, but, I mean, Colorado's kind of hurting with that, and I guess they'll take goals whenever they can. So he could be a nice little differential pick to slip in there, maybe a, maybe a potential switcheroo that, that you could go into in some of these coming weeks. But I, I've got Baji. He's, I think I said he's, he's 4.4. He's very, very cheap. I don't, I don't know if I could use .4 anyplace else to get him with someone even cheaper, but I got two Colorado guys right there waiting in the wings for next round to help me with my transfers. He looks like a young Balotelli in his picture. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. I, I hope that doesn't hurt him in the future. I just I just don't want him to play so his value doesn't go down further. Exactly. <laughs> That's, that, that is the risk. I, I must say, though, it's very nice to be able to take this whole week to play around with our teams and not have to worry about the transfer market screwing up how, how players' prices are going to be in later on. This has definitely been one of the most relaxing end of the seasons that I've had as far as, as players and prices. I disagree. I, I, well, okay, I agree. You're, you're thinking about <laughs> transfers now and, and your tiebreakers. No, I, I agree as far as it being more relaxed, but I kind of miss it. I mean... I miss well. I sort of miss staying up till two a.m. waiting for green lights. Yeah, the, the <laughs> net transfer balance to see uh, to see whether or not I should transfer out one guy and bring in another to get my point two yep. uh, price adjustment. And uh, I made a killing on the uh, unlimited weeks. So uh, definitely, I kind of miss those. Whatever Money happened bags. to green line? Where did he go? No idea. Sorry, he didn't have anything to do anymore and left. Yeah, I feel like I feel like MLS took his job away, so he just yeah just hung the boots up and walked Backed away. Yeah. So Poor guy. can I can I take a temperature on a couple of players that I've been thinking about, guys? That we haven't of talked course, about yeah. yet. 
So sure. what about Brad Evans? Because he's a defender for Seattle. He's been taking the penalty kicks again. It looks like he's the top of the penalty order for Seattle. He's been playing in midfield too, so he's getting forward, but he's still listed as a defender. So he's out of position. What's the thoughts on maybe Brad Evans? I had him in my lineup for a while, but at 7.7, I decided I'd rather go with O'Neal Fisher because I don't like spending money on defenders. I don't know why. I, I think it's just their awful schedule and and recent results that have me shying away from Seattle. I mean, they've got Toronto at home this week, which could work out for them, missing some of the big guns. Toronto's not really known for their defense, so maybe. But Seattle's been awful when people have been called up. They just haven't gotten together. They're away to San Jose in 20... They're away from San Jose in in 28. They're away to Vancouver, that big Cascadia, in in 29. Then they're away to Sporting Kansas City in 30. Then they're home to L.A., still not an easy game in 31. So it's just it's just all around rough for San Jose. They've won three. Sorry, not San Jose for Seattle. They've only won three of their last six home games, and they have lost all of their last away games, of their last six away games. And no double game week. Yeah, I agree. I was more thinking as a one week thing, just for this week, because Toronto has basically nobody. Yeah, but Seattle's defense hasn't been lights out either this year. Yeah, they've been pretty solid at home, man. That's true, but yeah, plus missing, plus missing Josie and Gio. I mean, well, if you've know. got the money and if you've got the transfer and you're gonna plan on transferring him out anyway, yeah. it's not a bad option. Yeah, it's just that you're you already are committing to one guy to transfer out for next for next round. So, yeah. um, if Makes if you've sense. got that plan, yeah, I I think I guess I'll I'll back off a little bit from from my Seattle beat down, which I'm just kind of surprised it came down because I, I actually really like Seattle in general. Um, but I don't. As as a, <laughs> well, you're, you're from Utah. that was that was my inner guy coming out. That was for you, bud. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I, I could yeah. see him as, as being a, a pretty nice one-round pick. Differential. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what his ownership is right now, but I imagine it's not too terribly high. His owner, I was just about, actually about to say that out. His ownership be is 3.6. At 7.7 million, 3.6. I'm sure that's mostly dead teams, too. Yes, I would, I would agree with year. that. So um, I, I would rank him hopefully optimistic. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'd, I'd personally rather take I take I'd personally rather take Tierney or even a Bernardes, or even if you have the money a uh, Goodson, but that's me. Yeah, makes sense. Okay, here's the second one. It's less of a player and more of a I want to play devil's advocate about San Jose because I actually think I think that this week they'll keep a clean sheet because Philly without Maidana is terrible. Plus, it's east to west. But they also have a certain guy out for international duty that just happens to have been the key to their recent string of good results. And that's Godoy, their new defensive midfielder. And I'm honestly a little bit scared for San Jose and their chances um, for the next two weeks missing Godoy. I think that they're still strong. But I also think that everyone is treating it as a given that San Jose is going to be great for the next two weeks without considering that they're going to be missing the player that when he showed up, suddenly they got way better. Yeah, you have a good point. I mean, there's so many variables for all of these teams. I mean, even on a you know a good week, it's pretty hard to predict what's going to happen. Like, you know, any any team could really stand out this week, so... Yeah, that's a great point, Simon. I, uh, I mean, I, I would like to get you know Bingham in keeper. I mean, I like I said, I have Francis, Salinas, and Quincy. But my plans are having Malia and Bush in. Um, I think San Jose is going to be still a solid option. Um, I'm trying a different approach. I, I've always played it safe last year in um, FPL and FMLS, and I'm, you know, right outside top 100. I'm almost identical to where I was last year at this time. I played it safe. I followed the herd, and I ended up at 133. I'm trying a different strategy this year, a, a dual keeper, having, you know, looking ahead a little bit more. Um, so 
don't know. I'm hoping that that works out for me. I think that Seattle's going to be solid, though. I think that offensively they're going to put up. I think defensively San Jose. they're, they're going to be solid. I'm sorry, San Jose. I apologize. So. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. I just wanted to bring it up because I hadn't heard anyone talk about it yet. I do have four San Jose players on my team, so, <laughs> you know. I think I think that's a great point. Um, Philadelphia has drawn and won their last two away games, so they're not fantastic away, but they, they can get results. I, I think the big... Uh, thorn in their side is Maidana not being available. He's that. That's definitely a huge consideration that I think could could overcome it. Uh, otherwise, How disgusting Philly, Philly is, that? is missing How fewer did... players. Oh yeah, that was that's that's absolutely ridiculous. Where whereas I had slight reservations about the Benny Failhaber one before this one, I'm like that's that's totally that's ludicrous. Yeah, you, you don't can't, you, you don't spit do on players. I mean, even though it was a piece of gum, that's honestly like I mean, I get if you slot, you know, have a dirty challenge, um, you know, if you elbow somebody, I get that, but spitting on somebody, that's oh man. And and even spit. even if it was gum and even if it wasn't intended as that, you should not put yourself in this situation for that to be potentially interpreted that way. It's it's just it's he knew just, what he was doing. He, oh, he, he of course, of course. Just, just in if you want to, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, if he was just spitting it out, whatever, you you should not put yourself in those positions. Just like defenders, put your hands on the side so that you're not putting your hands in the position of getting a, a a handball. You shouldn't give the referee an opportunity for something like that to happen. It's it's just stupid. It's yeah. just stupid. End of rant. Yeah. Um, back to San Jose. One thing else. <laughs> <laughs> as much fun as talking about bodily fluids is. Um, the one thing to, to keep in mind, at home, they have only given up six total goals. That's with Godoy, without Godoy, total. The entire year? The entire year, six That's goals insane. at home. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think I think two or three of them were away from Avaya. Jeez. If I remember correctly. Wow. So that's, like that. that's that's less than I think it's less than point six goals per game. Uh, at at the end of round twenty six, um, San Jose had the best home record, and they were giving up um, a goal every one and a half games at home. So it's it was. They and LA have the top two records at home, so they are they are solid at there. So yeah, let's see what the exact numbers are. San Jose, they've had ten home games, which is tied for the fewest in in the league. So they're going to have a whole bunch more. And they now, I think it's eleven now. Oh, is it, yeah. This is sorry. This is from from in, this is not the end of twenty seven. Yeah, they had ten home games at that time with only six goals given up, and so now it's eleven and six. Yeah, yeah. They have given up the fewest goals in the league. Uh, that's why they have that high high ranking. So they're they're great away. Not so not much. So much. Uh, f- Fifteen away games, twenty three away goals. So they uh, just only have two away games. <laughs> No, so they're they're definitely a team worth investing in for the rest of the year with with that kind of lineup because the MLS teams by far and away perform much better at home. Well, I I just switched um, Malia out for Bingham. You just switched from Melia to Bingham. <laughs> yep, and I got Bingham and Bush. <laughs> and and I believe they rotate perfectly because twenty nine San Jose's away, thirty four they're away, and twenty nine. I keep forgetting that yeah. you're doing a rotation because I'm like, yes, good, you shouldn't perfect. have a keeper in your goal that's not playing. It's perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect home home away rotation. So, And I still have 4.9 to switch Finley to Benny and Higuain to Keen, so I'm perfect. God, I wish I had that much money. How much money do you have? Not enough. <laughs> it's never enough. How much is your team value, Trev? Not enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to share. It's 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 pitiful. Uh, I don't I don't even know because I've blocked it out of my memory. Man. It's uh, one, still in the one hundreds, one twenty five six. That's not yeah. bad. I'm I'm at one twenty seven nine. Um, I'm at one twenty three point five. So one twenty six nine. So yeah, I'm just a little bit behind you. Suck it, Reed. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting for a whole week to yes, say that. Yes, I have been because that's my <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> Suck it. <laughs> that's a that's a throwback from the uh, Fantasy Premier League Outsider podcast episode. Tune in to Fantasy Premier League Outsider. Parental discretion advised. Well, I butchered that. Wow, <laughs> really I did. butchered really that. Now they're going to all get mad at you. Discretion. <laughs> yes. Parental discussory. Parental discussory advised. And so I you guys, can we rewind the tape? <laughs> what? No, Simon's gonna, Simon's gonna leave that in. Oh, that's getting left in. Yeah. It's, gonna, it's gonna go on the highlights reel. Yep, that's locked. Awesome. So you guys talked me out of Bernardes. <laughs> and now I think you've talked me back into I'm talking about how great they're defending. <laughs> yeah. Six games. I'm not sure what to do. Bernardes went out and Ameriquois on my field now, but now I'm not so sure about it. That's a great thing. I mean, I added Higuain, so I needed to anyway because I was like, I still got Kamara. Who do I want to do? I don't know. Ooh, Higuain. Nice, nice call, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I hope that's helped some of you guys with uh, with your team ideas. Uh, inevitably, as a, as the season goes on, there there is some. Uh, similarities that arise between a lot of the top teams, so many of us are in that those top few hundred spots, so uh, if you're not up there and you're trying to get there, we seem to agree on a lot of players that we think could be potentially hot for this round, and I, I like to hear the differentials that we had. Uh, the 3-4-3 three, three seems to be the top way that we're leaning to on this on this little group, uh, with Jason being our little outlier there with his little two-man front line. Well, uh, the 3-4-3 three, three right now until I... Waffle again. So you waffle again. So three four three seems to be a way that a lot of us are going. And honestly, it's been so good for the majority of the season. I don't see a reason to really mix with it right now, especially since you can go with guys that you can keep for the next few rounds and not have to worry about swapping them out. So uh, yeah, and San Jose heavy, a lot of us are. So it's it's uh, with hope going to be a great <laughs> great week for San Jose. Uh, before we move on to some of the fun things, is there any other topic that you guys want to bring up there, soccer-related, fantasy-related, anything going on? Captaincy options. Who's everyone uh, throwing the armband on this week? I, mean, I hadn't even thought about that yet. I don't I really know. Haven't either. It's got to be New England. <sighs> against against Orlando at home? <laughs> <laughs> I know, because like, I'm honestly torn between... like like Number one through three would be Martins, Iguain, and Wynn. Just Martins because against Toronto, Toronto's defense sucks. It's in Seattle, and yeah. you know, I mean, and Martins has been playing. I don't want to say his last couple games at home. Actually, his last couple games, he's played lights out. I mean, yeah, Portland last week nine points, RSL here two points, and Orlando at home ten points. But with the Orlando, there's the win, and I'm just like, oh my god, I don't know. What Orlando. Orlando is the worst away team as far as goals right now. They've had 13 away games and they've given up 31 away goals. Um, <laughs> That's a lot. It's yes. they're pretty pitiful. And as far as home chances to score, um, New England's in the middle of the pack. With that, they're they're scoring uh, be better than a goal a game. They're they're doing better than that. They're almost they're almost scoring two goals a game at home. So, but that still puts them in the middle of the pack as far as some of the other home teams go. But yeah, Orlando is awful. So I could definitely see when being ready to go with that. Or does did anybody? You were going with Davies, Jason. Do you think you think he could have some hot times? A potential captain pick. I don't think I was going with Davies. Did you drop I've been it? on Salinas, I think, but I haven't really thought about it. Um, yeah, it's a, I, I definitely couldn't argue against someone who who felt like they wanted to go with New England as a, a New England player as a pick. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I almost want to make an emotional pick and pick Salinas anyway because he's always <laughs> been like at the beginning of my fantasy career. I was, thinking, like, <laughs> I was thinking Salinas is going to be the player for like the next whatever. Yeah, that didn't happen, but. He's yeah. on a tear right now with goals, assists, and bonus points. So uh, he, was like doing, he was year. really solid last year. He was really yeah, last solid year last year. He was year. good. I mean, all those whipped crosses in and just, man, I remember that. I was like, this guy's going to be so good, and then he was just so quiet at the beginning of this year. But like yeah, Jason he was, said, turning it on. He was one of those Zeusy Davis players where it was like, they're going to put in the service, and even if they don't get points, they're going to rack up the, the bonuses, uh, yeah. and, and he's, he's gold. But yeah, he has been slow this year. 
So yeah, a little, little undecided. Uh, be sure to tune in to future Reddit posts. So there'll be a captain's poll coming up within the next day. I hope a little behind with that, but we have some more time than usual. You can check out what everybody else is thinking about captains. Or monitor me and Simon's Twitter feed because we'll probably be going back and forth for the next week about who's to, who to captain. That's right. So um, moving on to some fun stuff in our community time. Speaking of Simon's Twitter feed, did you get any suggestions for a new name, Simon? Oh, no, I was going to say, oh, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, if you want to <laughs> what suggest do. what my Twitter handle should be changed to, I'm looking to change it from my full name, which is Simon Thwaites, T-H-W-A-I-T-S, Simon Thwaites, whatever you want to say. I'm looking to change it from that to something else. You should suggest what my new Twitter handle is by tweeting at me. Um I have not thought of a prize for the person who wins, but maybe I should. Maybe you can come um, on the show. Yeah. Yeah, or something like that. I I need a new Twitter name, and so I want it by Friday. I want Simon will fly you out to Seattle and buy you tickets to a Sanders game. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. It depends where you live. He'll just, he'll just cash in some party. of the shoes that he has and, and let them come out. Um, I don't know. If you can make it to Seattle, sure, I'll give you a Sanders ticket. That sounds fine. Uh, you can have one of mine. It's That's fine. But yeah, you should suggest a new Twitter handle for me. I need a new one. Uh, did did like... we have a bet for a, for a Premier Outsider? Something about whoever was last got to pick Simon's name or the first or something like that? What? I don't remember. Didn't we have a... <laughs> yeah. Who? No. On Twitter, something you, like that. you gotta suggest this, because I've gotten no suggestions so far. Mike Dat Tiger said he'd think about it, and that's that's about all I got. So I'm pretty sure he's so, gonna come up with something good, but you should try too. We need to get that guy on the show. Can I mention that uh, that it looks like you've already got Sir Meowly parked? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna throw that out there. I don't want to be a good Sir Twitter Meowly handle on Twitter. I love Sir Meowly. Yeah, so do I. It's 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 At a, nine live Simon. Yeah, it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> check, oh, there we go. Check me out. <laughs> oh, that's awful. So back into fantasy time. Uh, big shout out to the winner of the R slash fantasy MLS league for this round. Uh, top points went to Charles. Lehman, uh, manager of the team Second Week Wildcard SC, who got 150 points, which also makes him the number one manager for the entire round. Congrats, man. That's Yay. awesome. Love to see that. Clap, golf, clap, golf, clap. Uh, big news in the MLSFI Hosts League. We've had some shifting in the top spaces. Uh, maybe I'll let Simon talk about this news. What? Travis is still at number one because he's got way more points than me. But I'm not I'm, still at number one. I'm now at number one. You're now. I was at number one last week. Yeah. You were at number one. Oh, see, I don't even know. I got my I just, first loss this week. I'm so narcissistic. You got your you got your tenth loss this week. Or my first draw. I got my first draw this oh, week. Okay, that's there what, you go. There that's you what go. Did it. Yeah, that's what did it. But Simon's number two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tied for first here, except. Not really, because Travis has like I don't know, fewer 80. trades than you. Is that no, it's points. I think points. he's got like seventy-five more points <laughs> than me. So that's gonna uh, be a big comeback from from down there at the bottom. Yeah, I think I like I said, I think I was like two and nine at one point, and now I'm sixteen and ten. So yeah, yeah, my first my first like ten weeks of the season were absolute garbage, but it's been really good since then. Uh, second place. Yeah, and it looks like you got a buy next week. Oh. I'm shaking my fist at you, Simon. Oh, I do. Uh, I'm playing Fire Fambulance. Uh. <laughs> oh, poor Scott. We miss him. He got eight points last week. You know what? I bet this is I bet this is the week that Scott's going to be like, eh, there's a free wild card. I might as well change my team around. And so he's going to beat me. We should email him and be like, dude, you got to set yes. your team. Hey, we should ask him if his password's Taco. <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's yeah. awful. Uh, so, anybody else have any other leagues they want to highlight before we move on? <laughs> Wrap this nope. thing up. No. Nope. How, how are you doing in the uh, the starting lineup head-to-head league, Travis? Uh, I was just I about check to check that one out. That, actually, I think I am in a solid second or third right now. Uh, oh, very nice. 
I, I beat you in that one, by the way. You did, you jerk. I, I was <laughs> going to make up ground on Jeff Jones, who's a MLS employee and has been destroying it. Uh, he's in first, and he's got like four. He's got. He's in the top twenty, I think, overall. He's eleventh overall, but he can't win because he's an MLS employee. Well, yeah, yeah, but he can still beat me. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Maybe we should try to get him on the show sometime. Yeah, and I, I got myself a little uh, separation from Skyler because uh, he lost. Last he did. I'm at I'm at ninth, so that's that's okay. I haven't been doing as much trash talking about that on, on Twitter recently, so I apologize about that. It would have been particularly fun with Travis. If you do play me in the future and you're listening to our podcast, uh, please do talk trash with me on Twitter. Um, I'm playing you next Tyler. week in the uh, in the uh, this podcast head to head. Can I talk trash to you on Twitter? Yeah, you could talk trash to me even if we're not playing. Okay. I will. Maybe that would be more fun. I'm going to destroy you this week, Travis. Okay. <laughs> I take back everything I said about my picks. <laughs> I, I am loading up on, on Chicago it. players. <laughs> and Montreal. Very uh, <laughs> nice. Captain Kamara. Yes, Captain Captain Kamara, always Kamara. And have Keenan be on your team. That's the way to go. KBK up top. Uh, well, the only announcement I want to make right now is that the Fantasy Premier League Outsider podcast is going to be taking a break due to the international break that the Premier League observes that MLS does not. So be sure to tune into MLS and get your soccer fix for uh, for this week. And uh, there is a podcast section on MLS Fantasy Boss now. So if you want to get the Twitter handles for the guys who participate in this podcast and the Fantasy Premier League Outsider, head on over there and you can communicate with us that way if you're not already. So please do 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 that. Um, please do 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 that. No, you said do do. Any other plugs that you guys want to make for the various projects that we all have going on? Cricket. I want to say thanks to everyone. Uh, I've been getting a lot of feedback on Twitter and on the Reddit forums for our Fantasy Premier League or Outsider podcast. Um, I know that it's pretty much just a, a jumble of BS and dudes just talking trash, and it's a lot of fun for us. And uh, If you guys have any ideas how we can make it better, please let us know. And same goes for this podcast. Thanks for the support. and you know, Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what we can do differently. We want to make everybody happy. Absolutely. I don't know about everybody. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. Really? We don't, we, we don't care about the Bransons. So. Yeah, okay. we don't say that name. <laughs> Those teams who shall Those not be named. Those people. <laughs> They're dead to me. They who shall not be named. Yeah. They're our very own Voldemort. Uh, so whoa, speaking whoa, of, whoa. Please... Did you really just drop a Harry Potter reference? <laughs> I'm Please do hit us up. With all the random oh. random nerdy things that I've dropped over the various podcasts that we do, how was that surprising at all? Because Harry Potter's for 14-year-olds that have no friends. That's why. Man, I, I, watched, <laughs> I watched three Harry Potter movies last week. Uh, I'm about to press end conversation right here. Right? I'm about uh. to hang up. Well, then uh, don't you're, – you're crazy. You're crazy. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, speaking of Twitter, we uh, we do have a, a new Twitter account for uh, FPL Outsider, so check that out in the coming weeks if you want to get some news on that. And of course, as I mentioned, you can hit all of us up on Twitter as well as well as mostly Reddit and the chat on MLS Fantasy Boss. Um, that's all that I really have, unless you guys have anything else. Don't actually, Captain Kamara. <laughs> Good call. Good yeah. call. I like Good that advice. closing. Sound advice. <laughs> with with that insight right there, we're gonna say thank you for listening and good luck.